Welcome to Zero's Game Room, where all things gaming takes place. Interviews, discussions, and the latest gaming news. So take a seat, get comfortable, adjust your headset, because it's game time. Here's your host, Zero. Welcome to Zero's Game Room, the podcast where we talk about all things gaming, and today we are continuing still our talk about E3. We've already talked about PlayStation. We already talked about Ubisoft. We already talked about Square Enix, but as of this morning, I had to wake up really early, and we're talking about Nintendo, but no, I do not have Grayson live with me, returning the fan favorite, I guess, because he's the only <laughs> other guest we have on this show, is Onpred. Welcome hey. to the back, man. Hey, thanks, Earl. Thank you for not kicking me out of the house. Uh, I just want to let you know the garbage is full, but uh, I'll, oh, I'll buddy, take my you didn't have to go. do that. Oh, thanks, man. Well, I appreciate your time, and uh, so I know you were kind of keeping up with E3, so as a whole, uh, all developers included, what did you think of E3? Uh, E3 so far, I think there's a lot of games that are being hyped, um, a lot of multi-platform games that I'm super excited to see, I'm super excited for Cyber uh, 2077, I'm super excited for Skyrim, um, I think out of the best three, it was Microsoft who was the best, uh, PlayStation was kind of eh for that little church thing that they had going on, and I think Nintendo had a lot of good things, but a lot of eh, and I can't things. wait to just talk to you all about Nintendo. Yeah, I, uh, really quick touching on that, you're right, PlayStation, I get what they were going for, but it was a little awkward, it was just like, I saw their <laughs> intentions, but it was awkward, yeah. it's like that awkward kid in school where it's like, I know what you mean well, but, buddy, like, you don't got to do that. But today, we don't have to talk about those. We're talking about the one and only master of innovation, sometimes. <laughs> we don't talk about the Wii U in that part. We, we don't. Uh, we talk about Nintendo. So, they started off with a couple of games, not too much big of a news. And then they hit the one Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, which we now know, we knew already. It's coming out November 16th, 2018. I will say this on Pred. I don't feel as much hate towards it as I did when I initially saw it. Really? You're starting to warm up to it, man? A little bit. Only because, one, I was right when we were talking about the mystery gift Pokemon that you get, a fr- an old friend or know. whatever, is Mew. So that's cool. It comes with Pokemon Plus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of cool. But other than that, I see the purpose of this game existing. It is basically the training wheels for the full-fledged Generation 8 that we're eventually going to get in 2019. This is like, all right, let's put these guys in a three-dimensional space and warm people up to the idea of having a Pokemon game on the Nintendo Switch. I think so, too. And another thing that I've j- I just thought about is that a lot of the games that they just uh, announced, it's a lot of playing with your friends and playing with your friends in that aspect. I think before they give us a hardcore game that they want and that they need to still refine to our full liking of that game. I think this Pokemon and other games that they announced at E3 is more like, hey, this is more friend-centric. You, please play with a buddy because you know you're going to have a great time with our console. And I think that was one of the major things with Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. Plus, and you get a Pokeball that costs 40 bucks just to get Mew. So, hey, man. I go, mean, go I know. For you. <laughs> Maybe that's a little bit extreme. Yeah, but it's I, too much. 
That's a little bit. It's a bit pricey to have a virtual Mew who you can't really do too much with. Um, during the Nintendo uh, Tree Live, they uh, the Treehouse, the live Treehouse that they had after the showcase, mm-hmm. they showed off some of the gameplay. And yeah, I was right. Some of the battles are going to be two v one if you play with a friend. But I, 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 I'm warming up to it. I don't. I'm, I, I probably will never like it. But I see its purpose of existing. But I will agree that this Nintendo was very much like, hey, buddy, friendly type yeah. thing. Because right after that, they announced Super Mario Party coming out October 5th, 2018. So the end of this year. What did you think of it? Oh, dude, I'm so, so excited. When I, What really hit me the most, and people might be like, oh, it's another Mario Party game. No, it's not just another Mario Party game. It's going back to its OG roots. It's not going to be the cart rail system that we saw like early 2015, 2016, where it was just working together and it got rid of that competitive vibe that it was known for. Sub so back, it's going back to beating the hell out of your friends and in the game, you know. And then we saw a lot of motion controls, a lot breaking of breaking friendships and all that good exactly. jazz. Exactly. Yeah. Why not do it on your favorite console? You don't need a board game. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I will agree though. I know you don't need Monopoly. I, I yeah, will agree because Mario Party Nine and Mario Party Ten introduced that like cart system where all four yeah. players are in a cart and like with you roll a dice, everybody moves together. I, I felt like that kind of ruined the competitiveness level of it. And it, not only that, just while watching it, some of them, I don't know if there were certain minigames, but did you see how they were able to connect two Nintendo Switch pads together? Did yeah, you see that? Like, I thought that was totally amazing. I, was I like, have oh no my God, idea. What? Like, how? I didn't know even that was possible. But, like, because they were playing a minigame or something, and one girl, like, she takes her finger, and she, like... They, they, they move it to one next to it to the gamepad and then they decide to move it a little more like like a T-shaped and she just touches them both and they connect into one continuous layout screen and I was like what? How? Exactly. I think I have more questions about that system. Is it if you want to play with four people or if you want to have two, switch to, two switches together, is the map going to be kind of separated? I have a lot more questions and I'm willing to wait to see what more has in store for us. But I think it's still going to use the Bluetooth. And I believe if you're going to play on the go, you're still going to need a lot of battery charging because probably not only are you going to have to have it undocked, which costs, which uh, taxes more on the battery, but that means you have to have, have Bluetooth and it has to be synced up and you have to play whatever brightness you're in. Oh, that's I think it's true. Really cool. Yeah, no, you know, yeah, yeah. That's those are definitely things that you need to think about. Yeah, I'm really excited, but I think battery life. I think maybe you'll get like another two hours out of it before you're like, okay, hey, let's plug this in. <laughs> yeah, and plus, I feel like Mario Party should be played. I get it that like a lot of people like showing off that the that the Switch can play like you know anywhere on the go and whatnot. But I still feel like Mario Party is one of those games you should more than likely be playing at home you know in the comfort yeah. of your own home unless you know you you and your friends are out somewhere but that's just my personal opinion some of the mini games we saw was something with cooking there was like the tanks i guess and some a yeah. tricycle race i don't know like a lot of the <laughs> mini games kind of looked actually interesting to me yeah it's i'm really excited to play with my friends about this even excited to play with you even if you want to get your butt kicked by me Oh, um, we could bet oh, a few, oh. you know, McNuggets, whatever. I'm down oh, to uh, okay. win I'm some down. more. I'm down to clown around I'm, and I'm get down. I'm down to lose. Oh, no, you're going <laughs> to lose. What? I, bro, you're talking to the Mario Party king. Wow, well, then I, I guess you're ready that. to be dethroned, aren't you? Oh, what? Oh. 
Oh. oh. Okay, well, we got a little bit of a fight going on here. Speaking of fighting in between houses, we actually got a new Fire Emblem game. Yeah. We got Fire Emblem Three Houses, which we we were given some gameplay and a release time window thing. Because it just said spring of 2019. True. Um, as... The last Fire Emblem games, like the mainstream, because we've gotten like things like Fire Emblem Warriors, which I don't really count those because those were kind of like the Dynasty Warrior thing. But yeah. for Fire Emblem, we got Fire Emblem Echoes for the 3DS. We got Fire Emblem Awakening, and we also got the Fate series, which was Conquest, Birthright, and Revelations, all on the 3DS. Before then, we had them on the DS, and before that, it, the last time I think we saw Fire Emblem on a console was the Wii, which was Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn, and before then was the prequel Fire Emblem Path Radiance. So it's actually really interesting to see that Fire Emblem is going to be going on the Nintendo Switch. The combat to me looks fantastic. It looks like it's, like, while it still maintains that grid structure, it also seems like there's, like, little armies also going on in the same battlefield. Like, do you remember any of that for the, from the trailer? I be- Yes, I actually do remember. I think it was more of uh, the immersion that if you're going to have a big open battles, you're not just going to have one of the leaders just run in and charge by themselves. I think that's where they're trying to go for, like, hey, this is your character. You're going to go charge in with your army against their army just standing out in the open. However you want to strategize, and they showed many different aspects of gameplay of attacking, defending, and all the great aspects that you loved about Fire Emblem. Yeah, so I, I'm pretty excited, but I am also going to be hesitant, and I'm going to wait until we hear more. Because as Nintendo does, as we go on through the season, like right after the summer when fall hits, like September, October-ish, Nintendo starts having their own simple little directs, maybe like a 20-minute or a 30-minute on things that are coming, things that they're working on, stuff like that. So maybe we'll hear more about Fire Emblem, uh, the Three Houses, as days go by but something that was released as of this day of recording actually an hour after the the press conference happened is uh as you can tell i'm not very enthusiastic was you uh, are not you were hating this game but should, should i give it the announcement it deserves yeah go ahead you, you can cover fortnite <laughs> i'll just sit over <laughs> wow. here and drink my sippy cup <laughs> you just announced it for me okay so one of the cool things that are bringing back to I think Nintendo just got on the hype train because a lot of kids like Fortnite, and Fortnite is actually released today, and it was actually at 10 a.m., so they're just like, okay, let's do the release, let's do the let's do the direct, and then you can play Fortnite. Um, this seemed kind of disappointment, at least from the, the costume aspect or the skins, because usually when Rocket League came out, it came with, like, the Mario hat, and, like, it was, like, nintendo celebration with fortnite it seemed like there wasn't much of that it just was like hey man can you just port the game let's we can do whatever skins you want later but let's just let's just have the fortnite out and let's have it on the game to to where people can play the game rather than wait for them to make new skins and then release it so i think this was really cool fortnite to release especially with the hype going on I will agree to some extent that they should have had, because you're right, when Rocket League was transferred over, they got, like, Mario skins and Luigi skins and stuff like that. Like, this would have been a perfect time to implement a Mario. Because, I mean, as we saw in the, I think it was the Square Enix one? or No, no, it was in the Ubisoft one. Yeah. Ubisoft, we got Starlink, 
which was Starlink game or whatever that where there's like flying ships and everything and mm-hmm. Starlink they for the Nintendo Switch exclusively you get to play as you can get some Star Fox stuff which makes sense cuz it's a Nintendo company so as much as I don't like Fortnite I do see the fact that they are missing out on a crucial almost pivotal I'd say uh, moment to add some of their Nintendo flair to the hype train that is Fortnite. Because Fortnite is everywhere. Fortnite and PUBG, I don't play them. I will more than likely never, ever, ever play it because Man. I have sworn against it. And uh, But I will agree with you that there was definitely some missed opportunities when it came I to Fortnite. I think so. I think so. But hey, I really, I'm really looking forward to the Starlink because of Fox, Fox McCloud, and it's not going to be the on-rail shooter. This is just a side note. It's not the on-rail yeah, shooter yeah. like you had before, like Zero. This is going to be a totally different uh, aspect, and I can't wait to see more from that game. Definitely. And we were given a lot of indie games because as we've actually discussed in podcasts before, at uh, episodes before with OnPred, the, the Nintendo Switch has a lot of indie games at its disposal. And yes. one of them that, well, at least seemed interesting to me, <laughs> maybe a little bit was killer queen black but not really which that's coming later in 2018 was hollow knight which hollow knight comes out today he actually did come out today and i think it's a very loved game that people loved off of steam there's a very positive ratings people loved it they loved it because it was a good platformer everything was hand drawn and a lot of variety of enemies and uh, characters that you could a lot of different characters that you grew to love over the over the course of your gameplay and the and the hours that you built on top of that. So I think that was a good move on Nintendo. But once that ended, they showed off a little bit more, a little bit more games that we already knew of. But then the big announcement came that everybody was looking for, and it might as well just be the blank direct. And it I think might as well. I, might I as will well agree been. with that. It, it might as well been because. It was like everything else was kind of interesting. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, this is good stuff. But of course, yeah. and they literally, literally blew their load, for lack of a better terms. And it the, beca- <laughs> like half the half the direct was this game just Yeah, I know. The direct itself, when it was talking about this game, I like how we're teasing it when everybody knows what it probably yeah. was already. <laughs> it, it's Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Ultimate, yes. Um, and, but yeah, they spent like a solid 20 minutes talking about this 20 to 25 minutes just talking about it and just jerking it of how amazing it is now granted i was one of those people that was helping jerk it because first thing happens is we see the little symbol for smash bros and it's like okay i literally thought this was what was gonna happen i thought we were gonna get that and it's all like we were gonna see maybe like three new characters or something like that because yeah as they've done in the past they always show off a new character like oh, i was like all right who's joining the smash this time but no, instead we're seeing a bunch of old characters, and I'm like, okay, the game looks awfully familiar, and like a, some of the stages seem familiar, and I was like, wait, what is this? Turns out, Daddy Sakurai comes down, and he's just like, oh yeah, we're actually bringing back some of the fighters from old Smashes, but wait, actually we're bringing back every yeah, single Super Smash Brothers <laughs> character to have ever played and ever exist in a Smash Bros. game. Like, what?! Oh, I was excited. The Twitch stream was going bananas, and they were saying, Oh, Daddy Sakurai, Reggie, my body. Dude was not ready for this, man. This surprised everybody. I didn't think they were going to go in this route, but, like, there's now three Links. There's Link, which is going to have the uh, Breath of the Wild, which is technically still the, like, Twilight Princess era older Link. Oh, why you got to do? 
we're getting Young Link, which was the Majora's Mask Link, and mm-hmm. we're getting Two Link, which was from The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. So that's interesting, and some of their mechanics are going to be different, obviously, but I do feel like there might be a little bit of a duplicate factor in there. Pichu's coming back. Pichu, why do you hurt yourself, buddy? Like, I know why you do it, but as a <laughs> Smash thing, it's dumb. He's so young. Why, why do you have to hurt himself? I guess, but I do like it. And what Sakurai was saying is that the, while the roster might, your starting roster will probably be small, kind of like 8 to 10 characters, you're going to have many, and I mean many, opportunities to unlock all these, all these characters. And probably the most important one that was released to us was uh, hashtag free wolf. Wolf is back, baby! I'm happy about wolf being free. Saying, uh, free the wolf, free the wolf, free, free uh, the wolf. Also, with that being said, uh, a lot of characters have a little bit of tweak design slash battling style. Like Mario now has yeah. Cappy on him. Like I said before, Link has the Breath of the Wild. Ice climbers are back. Ike has the Path of Radiance look and the Radiant Dawn look because one of them is like extremely more buffed than the other. There's just so many things that they're tweaking. They are literally trying to make this. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate be the ultimate Smash Brothers experience. I totally agree with you in that. It seemed like ma- majority of the ultimate part is coming out with the fighters, like you said, and even went back to research more. And and it's in total of everything included, even uh even the Pokemons and everything else included, with playable characters, there's gonna be sixty-four playable characters all fleshed out from Daddy Sakurai. And I can't wait for this game to come out. And plus, you get a lot of the modern references like Breath of the Wild. Even Mario has a lot of his costumes from Odyssey. You have Fox Zero coming out with the with his new Smash Finals, uh Final Smash that came out, and that's another right. thing that they worked on was the the Smash, the Final Smashes. And I didn't expect this to be honest, because I thought this was more of like I thought this was going to be more of a cash grab, but like, hey, man, let's let's just put new skins and we'll just call it new. But Daddy Sakurai, he actually did a lot. He actually improved the game aspect. Instead of it being long-weighted uh, Final Smashes, he tweaked a lot of the people out. He tweaked a lot of the editing to where it was more about gameplay rather than watching the cutscene. Right, because before we had the Landmaster with Fox and you got to control the Landmaster. Now Final Smashes are more that quick, that snappy, that really flashy looking cutscene. You don't need to spend time wasting driving around a truck. You just go and it's flashy. It's amazing. And even the little tweaks between Fox and Falco, how Falco, their formation of the R-Wings are different than Fox's. And like there's, I guess, a little cutscene or something. I just think that's really cool. Even things that we already had before, like the Mega Man Ultimate, uh, the Final Smash. Now we ha- I include Base and Proto Man in there. And yes. I'm just, you know what I mean? It's just those little things that really take this game to the next level. Now, the last thing I kind of want to talk about when it comes to Smash is I feel like it's getting that same treatment that Marvel vs. Capcom 3 got. It's Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom. This is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. A lot of old is coming back, but it's new. It's refurbished. It's remastered. Mastered. Yeah, I know. You want to <laughs> use that word. But something yes. that I I took notice but didn't take into notice too much that OnPred noticed was the stages. We actually get some new stages. We actually are. We're getting a lot of the new stages all uh, that inspired by the new maps. I mean, the new games are coming out. And it seems like they're giving variations, too. It's, there's going to have the... 
without it being the on rails kind of stage that it was to where it went from the sky then back to the ground it seemed like they're gonna have its own uh, its own different version so you can choose from it being either on the ground or in the air and it's giving you all that options to choose from and it's just like wow like i wouldn't expect a smash brothers plus to be this to be yeah, this impactful i, I think like, that's the best way to put right all this fan service and that's the best way i can put it the, my final thought is that if you've ever loved smash brothers this is the smash brothers for everybody because not only is it every single character that's ever existed they're all being tweaked they're all coming back they're all having their own little style and flair but daddy sakurai wasn't done he's like hey i'm a tweak mechanics as in if you keep continually dodging your dodging is going to get weaker the more you do it so you can't be that kid who just runs around and like hey hey you can't hit me because it'll hinder you in the long run if you're on a 1v1 match Battles are going to be faster and snappier because you take more damage in 1v1 fights than you would in group yes. fights. And also, GameCube controller support. I don't necessarily know how they're going to do this, though. I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm interested. And the last thing that I couldn't believe, it blew my goddamn mind, is they listened to the fans. The number one requested, and my personal opinion and existence on the internet... Ridley. They managed to put Ridley from Metroid into Super Smash Brothers. Like, what? Oh, yeah. This was it for the, for the very, very end. And you know, Damrell Sakura had a joy of making everybody surprised about that. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? He blew everybody's mind. But overall, what would you rate this uh, this press conference for Nintendo? Uh, I want to rate it a 7? Seven close to eight. I think the new games that they already mentioned, uh, they got quick teases from. They brought up some of the hype. I believe Smash Brothers verily got its uh, well deserved um, time portion on Nintendo Direct. I'm really excited to see the new gameplay mechanics, especially the dodging. I think that's going to go a major hit to the pro levels and all the major league gaming that's going to happen. And it's going to be a lot more interesting rather than a lot of blocking and dodging. Um,. And I just can't wait. I think what hurt me the most was that there's no Metroid Prime 4. There wasn't any mention of the new Yoshi game. There wasn't no Bayonetta 3. And everybody complained on Twitter for the longest of time, for like maybe 10 hours after E3 was done with uh, Nintendo Direct. There was no Animal Crossing, and that hurt everybody. And I know I will, it hurt even I you. I will agree that. I am I, sad that I didn't hear anything at all from Metroid 4, Metroid Prime 4. I thought we would have at least seen something, yeah. but no. So that's still in development. And Animal Crossing, that would have definitely made the Super, Ninte- uh, the Super Nintendo, the the Nintendo press conference a little bit heightened, you know? Please all the fans. You got your hardcore gamers who love Smash Bros and like to play those party games with like Fire uh, with uh Mario Party. You have your strategy RPG with Fire Emblem. You got your Pokemon fans, you got your JRPG fans with Xenoblade Chronicles. You got your indie game fan base. What about the people who like like Animal Crossing? Chill games. But yeah. you know what? Maybe, just maybe, within the fall, we'll hear something about it on a Nintendo Direct. I think so. And then, one last final thought. I know Nintendo's known for quality. And I believe if they had to miss out on E3 just to show the game later on in this year for the hype and to build that quality that they're known for... 
I think it's understandable. But if they're not ready, then hey, man, they're not ready. Let's not let's not push the bad game into something that we're going to regret later on. Right, I agree. And with that, we close down the end. Uh, well, well, as of right now, the end of the Nintendo press conference. So I hope you enjoyed this. And Ompred, thank you very much for being on the show. Dude, thank you very much. Well, that wraps up another episode of Zero's Game Room. Want to give a special thanks to my graphics designer, at Trekit on Twitter, and at David underscore Ritter for voicing my intro. Keep up to date with the podcast by liking it on Facebook, at Zero's Gaming Room, and on Twitter, at Zero's Game Room. Until next time, GG, with a definite re.